0: Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantictruth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantictruth. Now, here is your host Jorzen.
1: Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas baby, yeah, keeping it real. Now what we're going to do, I'm going to let you hear an excerpt, and I'll explain things on the back end.
2: Y'all, so today I leaked with this nigga I met a few weeks ago out with my friends. This nigga been texting me for weeks, talking to himself, why I didn't block him, bitch, I don't know but today I was bored and I had time. So he texts me like, can we meet for drinks? And I'm like, yeah, meet me here. They got the best fucking oysters in Atlanta, like hands down. So I'm like, yes, I can get some content. Come on, it's so good. <laughs> Y'all, when the fourth one came out, he was looking at me crazy. I didn't give a fuck. I'm like, baby, you invited me out. I'm gonna eat, and I was coming anyway. But I ain't gonna lie. No, I wanna did all that, but I did do all that. It was so good. I was not expecting it to be that good. It was just so good. Like I just, I had to. It was so good. So after that. I'm like, baby, mm, what's next? What I'm about to eat? These potatoes, mm, they were so good. And the crab cakes, everything was so good. 10, 10, baby. Why the fuck this bitch ass nigga say he going to the bathroom and never come back? The fuck? I'm like, hold the fuck on. It's been like 10, 20, 30 minutes, bitch. What the fuck this nigga at? Had to end up grabbing a towel, bitch. Nigga left me with his little one fucking drink. Yeah, bitch, I'm so glad, bitch, keep me some money. Cause what? That was crazy to me. And I said, bitch, you run out on the tap. He's talking about I'm offering you to drink. The fuck are you talking about? Bitch?
1: Bells, first thing first. As Biggie said, first things first. See all the honeys. Look. She already said in the beginning, he was talking to himself when he was texting her. Now both of them shouldn't have been on the date if that was the case. She shouldn't have gone out with some dude that was just texting himself. By the same token, I heard his side of the story as well on a rebuttal he had, where he said that he only texted her twice. Okay, be it as a man. here's the thing that we have to look at: she was bored and chose to go out with. She assumed that he was going to pay. Here's a couple of things. is the reason why I tell you man to always take a woman out on a first date to a coffee shop, ice cream parlor, pizza parlor, burger joint. Do not spend any elaborate money on her on the first date. I don't give a damn how fine, how demanding, how much she calls you a cheap, broke ass. She could do all of that shit. She doesn't have your money and doesn't have access to it, that's the main thing. Because you're going to first see whether or not you guys have chemistry And whether you're compatible before you spend a dime You will go broke taking out these broke ass women a lot of times I'm just telling you Some of you have written in talking about you taking out credit cards Loans, payday cash advances and shit to take women out Stop it It's not worth it You're throwing away money you could put in your 401k And save it for you and your wife later on in life Instead of fucking it off on some stank in general. Let's be honest about it. Here's the thing that I'm telling. She goes to this restaurant. Now, she had backup money. I'll give her credit for that. Kudos to her. A lot of women don't. I tell you ladies all the time to make sure you carry enough money to cover yourself and him. Because you never know You always want to have extra money Just in case you need to get a ride home You want extra money Just in case you want to order something That he probably can't pay for The other thing ladies If you're not sure about whether or not He's paying for things Say Let's go Dutch I'll pay for mine You pay for yours The other thing too She felt as though this dude was desperate. Now, before anything, fellas, I want you to understand one thing. How many of you are comfortable with a woman calling you the N-word? Ladies, how many of you are comfortable with a man calling you a bitch or a whore? One thing that I found interesting. A famous rapper was summoned to Dionne Ward's house. Years ago, they had breakfast and she asked one of the rappers, Why don't you call me a bitch? and the person said, Ma'am, I can't call you a bitch, you're not a bitch. So why are the other women called bitches? Dion had a valid point that is a wise woman. Let me tell you what else she said years ago that she learned the hard way sign your own damn checks when you become one very true now fellas what I'm saying is this if she's calling you the n-word why would you go out with her in the first place there are clear people already calling you that we're already disrespecting ourselves by calling ourselves that but yet you get upset when a white man says it, or somebody of a different race. So I remember in the 70s, if you called another black person that word, especially in Mississippi and Jackson, you get your throat cut. You didn't call another black person that. Because they worked too hard to get away from that word. I remember in elementary school, one of the teachers called me colored. And another one that called me a Negro. That Negro Nigra. But here's the thing we have to face. We have to look at it from the standpoint that as black people. Sometimes we feel as though we're not respected by society. And therefore we feel as though we associate ourselves with expensive things and expensive venues that gives us some sort of validation. It doesn't. It makes us feel good, but it doesn't. Because society treats us the same way no matter what we go or what we do. You can't control the hearts and minds of men, right? So she went out and I think she had like 48 oysters from what the guy said into the bottom. Hell, she was eating so much, I thought she was having sex. But she was sucking and I was like, damn. But well, here's the thing you got fooled the other thing you have to realize here is this he dipped out because they didn't have any chemistry now I think that was bullshit what he did when he dipped out on he paid for his drink and that was it but see guys have learned over the years that you have some women that are out there and this is what they do load up on food and especially when you order food and don't eat it took a lady to the lobster house in santa monica one time she ordered up all this damn seafood barely touched the sea bass so i had all the rest of the food boxed up to go she tells me i don't want to come out of here looking like somebody that's poor no, let's leave the food here because uh, I, I, I'm embarrassed to walk out of here with uh, bags of food like we are homeless. I paid for it, you didn't. You're not going to eat it, I'm taking it home. This is going to be lunch, dinner, and food for the rest of the week for me then. And I did so. In the car, I can't believe you. You got us all embarrassed because you took all this food out of there. It makes us look as if we're homeless. And I took her ass home. To her apartment. Where she shared it with her sister. Along with the car. Along with the dress that she wore that night. Which was her sister's. This woman didn't have a pot to piss in. Or wonder to throw it out of. Out of and not even a day of sunshine. In order to enjoy it. And she's sitting there. Trying to criticize. The next weekend. How you doing? I heard that Arnie Bortman had some good steaks. We got to go down there. I said, no, we don't We don't need to do shit. You need to by yourself. Oh, you still mad? You still mad at the food that you bought? No, I'm not mad because I ate it and it was good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Click. That was nothing else to talk about. What you going to realize, fellas... The brokest women gonna ask for the more out, most out of you. They measure you on credit reports and all of this other shit, credit score and everything else, the material shit. You need to be looking for a character. You need to be looking for somebody to pay their own bills. And let me tell you something. The first thing you need to be looking for out of another woman is reciprocity. Like for instance, you say, "Oh, well, let's go to dinner here," and she said, "Well, you know what? We go to dinner there. If you pay for dinner, I'm covering the tip. Even just her offering is enough. You can pay for the whole thing, but just her offering tells you you got a decent woman. At least she has that. And I know a lot of these restaurateurs are getting tired of these people coming in, running up a tab, and can't pay it. You don't want to get to that point." Oh, and they can refuse service if... Uh, <laughs> I've seen this happen before. i in a restaurant in Los Angeles. The wine that this guy wanted was $5,000 a bottle. The tab was already up to about close to $2,500. They were sitting at another table. Monica and I were sitting at this, at this one table. The meal and everything that Monica and I had came to somewhere around thirty-two hundred dollars. We're sitting there. This guy's card gets declined. Pulls out another, declined. Pulled out a third one, declined. His date pulled out her card. Declined on the first one. Second one went through. for the whole thing. Then the guy wants to order another bottle of wine maitre D came over and told him he'd have to politely decline his request but he would take the request from the woman. And she was like, I oh, know, we need to go. Monica and I could tell this woman was furious. She was pissed. Now, dude had a Rolex on. Nice jacket and everything. But what this told you Was that looks are not always what they are. And the interesting thing was this. After we finished dinner. Monica would always pull this trick on me. She'd go in her purse. Take out 10, $100 bills. And then she said, honey. It's over And She'll start laughing. That was our inside joke. For those of you who don't know. When I first joined the Marine, well, when I got ready to get out of the Marine Corps, I was making $820 a month as a corporal, as an E-4. And she would always tease me about keeping enough money in her purse so that she could always tease me about my income. It was an inside joke. Harmless. And paid for dinner with a And what I found different was this. Even though she was paying for everything, because I could never afford to go into a place like that. The one thing she told me was, get whatever you want. Which I did. But I got it in moderation. I only got what I could consume. I didn't get something just because it was there and I wanted to have some kind of status I wanted to be seen. And that's what a lot of these women do, fellas. They want all of this entree of food. Because what they want to do is they want to be noticed. Half of them are not going to eat half the shit that's there. Then you have some women that are very conservative. Where they've eaten before they go on a date and but they only want a salad. And I had told this one date that I was with that girl tall. And I said, You know, you didn't get that big by just eating a damn salad. Order your steak. And she looked at me. She gave me that cross look at first. And then she started smiling. But she knew it was true. Let me tell you, she wolfed that steak down like it was a hamburger. Now, I did get fucked up one night. I don't even kid you. In Ranch Cookamonga, there's this club that used to be called Backwaters. It was off of Baseline Avenue in Ranch Cucamonga. And I think later on it became Mimi's, if I'm correct. And what I decided to do was I was gonna take this woman to dinner that night. Now this woman, to give you a visual, 265. She weighed in the neighborhood of about 380 to 400 pounds at least. But she had a shape. That's the crazy thing about it. And we the to this restaurant. And she ordered the Yankee Pot roast. Wiped that whole meal out. Boom! No problem. She grabbed the menu again. I was like, God damn. Chili and cornbread. Wipe that shit out. And then she wanted hamburger French fries to go. And I'm thinking, she ate a lot of shit, man. <laughs> and so I wanted to pay for it. it. Wasn't a big deal. And I thought about it. Oh shit. Okay. I cannot afford to feed this woman on a regular basis so that means we couldn't go out every weekend her clothes were expensive customized bras and all the rest of that I was like I actually can't afford this woman (laughs) not to mention her car it'd be custom built but she was a very nice woman financial consultant movie industry at different enterprises and so we got back and I'll never forget when she told me she says you know had a wonderful time with you and she says you um, can come upstairs if you want to and you can get naked and have fun but it's up to you well me and my horny ass we got up there I'm not even going to lie to you folks Laying on top of that woman I thought I was in a bed I took one of her titties And made it a pillow that, <laughs> Look I'm just telling you. Shit I thought I was going to sink in her navel But the thing was She was good at sex As big as this woman was And she didn't have like the pot belly Or nothing like that She had hips but she was just larger and I was like damn and what was funny well walked out the restaurant this one guy looked at her and then looked at me and he said good luck but he was saying that he was mouthing it and his wife was looking at him and he looks over at me and she's like don't be staring at them but old girl could throw down now thing was Everything she ordered, she ate. I didn't mind that. I had no problem with that. It's when they tried to go... Because see, here's the thing with the decadence of somebody that's not used to something and doesn't have it. They want to be able to throw things away in front of people that would want to be in their shoes at that moment. It's like a status symbol for some of them. They want to be seen. Now in this case, and no criticism on this woman personally, I don't know her. But fella, first of all, that wouldn't have been a first date. Secondly, more so than anything, you get your parameters together before you even go out. So like for instance, you get ready already ask a lady out on a date. You say, hey look, I got about $100 but my bills are paid. What are you telling her? You're telling her, hey, I was responsible enough to pay my debts so that this is what I have left to go out with. Guess what that does for her? Oh, hell, he let his hair down. Hey, you know what? I got $65 from what's left over. I paid all my bills. So we got $165 between us. Why don't we do this? Why don't we split that in half? Hmm, sounds pretty reasonable. So we're going to spend 80 bucks for the both of us, okay? Well, let me see if I have some coupons. Fellas, when she starts going in that direction, that's what she's always telling you. I'm willing to compromise. I'm willing to work with you as a partner and we can build something from this. That's what she's telling you. That's a green light for you. That woman is making demands and, and telling you, I want a five star, six star restaurant. Let her go right ahead. Let her go right ahead. It was funny. Out of all the places Monica and I went, we went to some very, very extravagant and elaborate places. She never once sent the meal back. Some people who want to be noticed, oh, they love to put on that little hissy fit. The woman I took out one night, she didn't know what rare was. So, we're on a date. And she wanted a steak. I wanted a steak. I wanted mine medium well. She looked at me, and she says, I want mine rare. Now, the waitress knew me, because I used to go there a lot well she brings the steak back and of course the steak has a little hemorrhaging in there she tells the waitress oh my god you sent me hey, this thing is still bleeding take it back and she said well how would you like it cooked um medium rare the back still wasn't satisfied Now oh, it's still raw take it back and I told the waitress I meet him well. Don't you know this woman got on my. You don't tell her what I want. I can tell. I said, well, being that you're not paying for the meal, being that you don't have a car, being that you don't have a place to stay, you're staying with your girlfriend, being that I'm being cordial, you already don't know what you're ordering. It's only apparent. You didn't know what rare was. She didn't know what medium there was. They brought that damn steak back. This girl chopped through that steak like it was nothing. She ate that damn thing. That was really good. I really like So where else are we going? Your ass is going home. <laughs> That's where else are we going? You will run across people like this every once in a while. But fellas, I will tell you one thing. Whatever you do, don't go into debt for a date. Please don't. You're wasting your money and your time. The average date now in Los Angeles is about $260. That's for a cheap date. Here in Vegas, if you go on to Strip for a date, expect $500. At least $500. God help you if you're going to somewhere like MGM, bottle service with a table, I think the starting is $5,000, it's $500 per seat, not to mention gratuity, not to mention what you'd have to purchase on a minimum. It can be pretty expensive. You'll probably walk out of there with about a seven, eight grand total. It depends on where you go. You can deal with the locals if you want to here in Vegas. It's much, much cheaper. But after all, the Strip has a convenience. But then again, for those of you who want to have a decent date in Vegas, don't want to spend a lot of money, want to go to the Strip, you go to the Link. That's where they have the huge Ferris wheel. They have reasonable drinks over there. And the food there is not excellent cuisine, but it's pretty good. You know, sandwiches, hamburgers, that kind of thing. Now if you want a good meal that's pretty cheap in Vegas you can go to the Oceans restaurant and it's inside the uh, I think it's the and where Planet Hollywood is you go in that area the meals are very reasonable the drinks are really good but as far as the rest of the strip you're going to pay off your ass buffets run anywhere from 50 bucks up to I think 120 depending on what, what you want specifically now Keep in mind, at buffets, you don't have doggy bags. This is the reason why I like to go down to sit-down sit restaurants. So you're not wasting food like you would be at a buffet. But it all depends. My favorite place to eat here in Vegas is, believe it or not, Lucille's over there in Red Rock. Because we have this 12-inch tri-tip, 12-ounce tri-tip living it is it for me chicken wings in vegas there's a place called voodoo wings. wings you can look them up i think it's off the 95 freeway pretty good place vegas has a lot of restaurants but there are only a few that are really good you're gonna get tired of mac and cheese in this town i don't even eat that shit anymore can't stand it. When I look at mac and cheese, I see cardiac arrest. But it's up to you. But here's the thing. Overall, this young lady is young. So she's got some growing to do. However, fellows, just keep in mind. Get yourself a budget. Let her know what it is. See what you're dealing with. And don't waste your money on the first date. Because the first date is just a preliminary meeting to see whether or not you guys are compatible. If you are, if there's chemistry, then the second date, third date, or whatever, you can scale it up a bit. Don't let her punk you into spending a shitload of money on the first date. Nine times out of ten, what's going to happen is, she's going to go eat like a pig. And then afterwards, not speak to you anymore. Just telling. That's the way it goes. There are women right here in this town that I have met and gone on dates with that have told me that they don't even buy anything but breakfast food because they always got a date. Somebody's taking them out. The one lady I met on Plenty Fish, she says, uh-uh, I don't have to pay for dinner. I got a date booked for every night. And these poor guys think that they're going to get somewhere. Uh-uh. She going to get a full stomach and I got to think about it. That's what she's gonna tell. And we Now fellas, in rebuttal to the oyster lady, this young lady is named Diamond. And she's on TikTok. might want to follow her. The reason why I say this, she gets it. What I've been preaching to you all along about that consideration, that reciprocity. She has it down. She knows the game these women play. This right here is potential wife material. Probably needs a little brushing up on a few things, but she's young. But here's the thing. She gets it. A lot of you ladies in your 50s, 40s, and 60s, let me tell you who you're actually losing out some of these men to. Not that many of you really care because a lot of you don't want to be with a guy or you want to go and spend your time with family. Understood. Nothing wrong with that. Others of you want to go on your bucket list, nothing's wrong with that. Others of you want an activity partner that you're not really serious about. Nothing's wrong with that if that floats your boat. Others of you are looking for a younger man for some sort of validation in order to feel like you're still young. And many of you are not even thinking about a guy in your peer group. This type of young lady is the type of woman That is going for a lot of older men. Not saying that this particular woman is. But what I'm saying is. The type of woman. That would normally. That I encounter a lot. That's younger in her 20s. In her 30s. She has the mindset. Of a person like this young lady. She already knows the game. And she calls it out. Now. Let's look at some of the things that may parallel. Most older men are on fixed incomes, right? Well, many of these young women are not making that much money. So guess what they're not doing? Making that demand on him. So, like, for instance, if you're a divorced woman, 50 to 60 years of age, and you got a house out of a divorce settlement, you got the cards, and you got all this stuff from the guy that you were married to, and now you're saying, Oh, I'm only going to marry somebody that has the equivalent of what I have. Okay, but you got to ask yourself, what about the integrity of the relationship? Okay, you've met the asset qualifications by getting the guy that has what you have. But what about the compatibility? What about the chemistry? What about the relationship? You see, the problem is for many women, a lot of them go for the obvious, the money. Just like the men go for the ass, right? And they both come up short. She gets older, he wants to cheat. He gets on a fixed income. Now she's bored because she wants to travel and do things. Like I said, life is nothing but a bell curve. That's all life is you peak around your 40s 45 you're at your vantage point where you can look back in your past and forward to your future as they always say everything else is downhill after that and the reason for that is because that's the midpoint in life where you have probably lived longer than you have left to live in many cases we don't like looking at it that way 45 plus 45 is what? So, in that context, it's about trying to find the fulfillment and the happiness along that path. Because we have a long life. It's how we spend it. And the worst thing you could ever do is to get to the end of it and have all these regrets and resentments about the way you live your life. If I were to close my eyes today, I'm content with the way I have lived my life in the past, all the way to this point, because I made sure that I was gonna enjoy that experience. It was my life, I wasn't living it for someone else. I wasn't bound to some damn tradition that was gonna relegate what I had to do. I wasn't gonna sit there and go on a perpetual quest for validation. It was about me. I needed to use the things that were essential to me. And if I found someone along the way that had the same congruent ideals, all well to the good. But the one thing I can truly say, I don't feel cheated in this life. Not too many people can say that. Not because I did anything special, not because I'm special. It's because I took myself seriously. Instead of for granted. That's the difference. This young lady gets it. And I'm going to play the excerpt. Because. I personally think that. She's going to be very successful. I could be wrong. But I think she's going to be very successful. In her endeavors. When it comes down to a relationship. And probably having a family and a marriage. But ladies. I'm underscoring this. This is the kind of young lady. That comes to many of us older men. And some of these women have children, some don't. But what they're tired of, they're tired of the games and the BS.
3: Who the fuck is eating 48 oysters? Just slurping them bitches down. Who is doing it? Second, I think this topic in general is more important than just this one situation. Cause ladies, a lot of y'all y'all go out on these dates and y'all take full advantage of the fact that you know that the man that you're on the date with is going to pay for it and because of that y'all will sit there and order a bunch of shit that you would not order if you was just by yourself like let's talk about that because y'all do that a lot and it's inconsiderate and it's rude as hell just because a man asks you out on a date it doesn't mean you go to the restaurant and you run up a big-ass bill ordering three appetizers, two entrees, and 15 margaritas just cause you know he's gonna pay for it. You're taking advantage of him and that's rude as hell. When you're going out with anybody, whether it's a date, a friend, family member, whoever, if you're going out to eat with anybody and it's on their dime, you should be considerate about what it is that you order. And if you're gonna order something more on the expensive side, at least make sure it's okay first. If you see that they ordered a chicken salad, but you want a ribeye, some shrimp, and some mashed potatoes, check and make sure that they're cool with that. That's just common fucking courtesy. But a lot of y'all be doing that to these men, taking advantage of their wallets, and it's not cool. And y'all's excuse is, well, he asked me out on a date and I'm giving him my time, so the least he can do is pay for it. Why is it that y'all feel like your time is more valuable than his? Because he's giving you his time too are both getting each other's time and on top of that he's paying for the fucking date so by default you're already getting an extra benefit because you don't have to reach into your purse and pull out your money so the least you can do is be considerate. now i'm not saying you got to sit there on the date and be hungry but damn an appetizer an entree a couple drinks that is fine you don't gotta order the whole damn menu but y'all do that because y'all have this sense of entitlement y'all feel like a man has to just go above and fucking beyond just to get your time in order for him to be worthy enough to get to know you he should be able to pay for a $300 dinner tab that you ran up damn near by yourself. And what gets me is that y'all have the audacity to sit there and act surprised like you don't know what the issue is. Y'all sitting there acting shocked and appalled about why you got left at the restaurant by your damn self and wondering why you still single. Would you want to be with somebody who immediately starts the relationship out by taking advantage of you? They come out the gate like that. You don't even get a chance to get to know them. They start out taking advantage of you. Would you want to be with somebody like that? So why on earth do y'all expect that from men? Make that make sense quickly.
4: I posted that I don't wipe my bum because I feel like if we were supposed to, like God would have given us a built in way to do that. Um, and my esthetician came on here and she's saying that she's no longer going to get me my Brazilian wax because I don't wipe my bum. Because last time I went in, she requested that I wipe. And I did, per her request, and I used all the wipes that she had in her building um, because, you know, it had been like several months of of just build up down there and um now she's saying that she's not going to take me as a client anymore and she canceled all my future appointments and I'm just like this feels like discrimination because it's almost like against my religion to to wipe and I already broke that just going in per her request but now she's saying that she doesn't want to have me as a client anymore and I feel disrespected and it's just really sad because I've been a client of hers for years and I just now started this not wiping like a few months ago and it just makes me feel like I'm closer to the Lord.
2: Oh, that's fucked up.
1: All right, so where do we start? Let's start at the end. What does she wind up doing here? Classifying herself as a victim. Classifying herself as being disrespected. Classifying herself as being discriminated against. Let me tell you how the cycle of victimhood goes. A person makes a change, whatever that change is. That change is rejected by the larger portion of society. Once that happens, that person tries to go and fight for their perceived rights, whatever they may be. After they're not winning the argument, they withdraw. And they go into victimhood. But they start with guilt, disrespect, feel disrespected. You should be ashamed of yourself treating me this way. Then it goes to I'm being discriminated against. That's for them to make them feel as though I'm the martyr. Now, this cycle goes through any type of situation where a person has made a change in their lives, whatever it is, and is not woefully accepted by others. I'll give me an example. Person going to change their gender. Well, they're going to make the gender change, take the hormones, go through the surgery, the actual psychological tests, and all the rest, and they now see themselves as a woman. With the pronouns and everything. And the person. Calls the individual. As they see them. Sir. But even though this person. May feel as though they're a woman. And they want to be called. Ma'am. Or miss. And they're trying to correct the person. But this is where. rubber doesn't meet the road. Whatever changes you made, they're for you. There's not legislation that can delegate how someone is supposed to feel on your behalf. That will never happen. That legislation will never happen. So now they cannot openly discriminate against you for a job or things like that true or not those are laws however when it comes down to a, a person's personal feelings beliefs you can't touch that so no matter how much you try to advocate convince scream up and down yell your point of view it goes nowhere now with that said what happens? we start to withdraw. You want to make them feel ashamed. You're disrespecting me. You're not allowing me to be myself. No, what they're not allowing you to do is to transfer your delusion onto them. The next thing, martyr them. I'm discriminated against how you feel like the victim. This happens in every decision you make to a certain degree. You hear the argument a lot with the LGBTQ community about how they feel as though they're discriminated against like minorities. The only difference is if you're a white, gay, lesbian, transgender person, the only thing you have to do is not behave as such. nobody would really know the difference if you're a black person or another minority no matter what you do you're still black your membership card is punched you're gonna get treated the same no matter how you try to dress it up now before i go into talking about this lady's situation i dated a lady who was african-american back in the 1990s darker skinned female her face and neck were lighter than the rest of her body because she had been using skin bleach on herself, and it turned her an ashy gray. She looked like a corpse. Lester went out with her because it was a favor for a friend. lady was new to town; she didn't know anyone. She had these violet-colored uh, contact lenses and the platinum blonde hair, hair weave, of course. And she wanted to go out, but she didn't want to go out to any place. Where black people work. Because she had gone on one of these DNA sites and found out that she was part Irish. And she had the coat of arms and all of this stuff and the family lineage and all of this stuff. You know, those novelty things that they print up and they make you feel special. And so as she saw it, she was white. So we go to this restaurant very nice restaurant that I knew very well Los Angeles and the waitress was a good friend of mine but she wasn't there that evening she was off the shift that evening but I knew the maitre d' a manager as well well the lady that waited on us I could tell that she was not how could I best say it uh African American friendly and I went over and asked the manager for another waitress. He provided. My date says, No, I want that bitch to come back over here. I'm Irish. And I'm gonna stand on my values. She's going on with this whole Irish thing. And I'm like, Look, if we get stopped by the police on the way home, uh, they're gonna address your blackness your Irishness is going to be like uh, secondary now the whole time she's sitting there fuming so the other waitress who knew the waitress that I knew there we got to talking and she was telling me yeah she you know comes in on this and that and you know she switched up schedules blah 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 okay cool my girl says excuse me for a moment I'm going to the ladies room I'll be right back I'm thinking she's in the ladies room. No, she's picked a fight with the woman that was the original waitress. I'm sitting there and I hear her across the room say, Look, bitch, I'm half Irish. You should have heard the chuckles in the damn restaurant. I said, this girl made a damn fool out of herself. And so my waitress comes over with her drinks and everything and she said, What's up with your date? I said, I don't know. And she's just shaking her head, so she goes on. Finally, my day comes back, sits at the table. The order starts eating. Then she tells me we get back in the car. Just take me home. That's where your ass was going anyway, but I didn't say that. I can't believe you didn't stand up for me. Why? Because of your Irishness? I was being sarcastic. What's wrong? You don't own your own heritage? you just going to only own the black part of you? I'm like, if we get pulled over tonight, that cop ain't going to give a fuck about your Irishness. Just take me home. Took her home. She slammed the door, walked in the house. So I called my friend up that Asked me to take her out. And she tells me, well, yeah, you know, she was kind of like that. And I thought maybe a man could probably uh, have a different perspective with her because we tried taking her out. And I said, well, here's the thing. Please communicate this message to her. Three words. I said, what's that? I said, tell her she is black. I can't tell her that. People are delusional, folks. Now... Let's bring it on home with this particular situation, with this young lady. Now, I'm not going to throw this lady under the bus because she has her beliefs and her religion and all the rest. Now, the philosophy she's using is if God wanted us to wipe our asses, he would have given us a magical way of doing it. If you ever went to the zoo and watched a hippo take a shit, they wagged their tail when they spread around. Here's the problem with that argument. A lot of animals don't have hands. What does a dog do when he can't wipe himself? He spreads his legs, sits on his ass, and takes his two front paws, and he scoops across the grass. <laughs> Sorry for the optics, folks, but that's the way it is. Now, she's only adopted this practice for about several months. She's been going to this Esthetician for a long time. When you make a change, you have to realize not everybody's going to accept it. Now, that esthetician had to worry about the health department, her licensing, her business. She didn't want to take that risk. She had a certain standard that you had to measure up, and that change that this woman had made in her life did not measure up to those standards. So, what did that mean? That mean that, means that, hey, just like with any business, you have the right to refuse service. Can't be on race or anything like that, but it could be on not measuring up to the standard for service. Now, if this very same lady went went into her boss's office and says, you know what? I haven't wiped my ass in several months. Guess what the boss can't do? He can't fire her for not wiping her ass. If anything, says, honey, I don't want to hit it. Just just go and get back to your desk. You can't fire over there. So the argument about being discriminated against, hmm, kind of weak. Here's the thing. If that's the case, I could walk into a bank. They tell her, I'm a billionaire. Give me my billion dollars. You're not a billionaire. You don't have no damn billion dollars in this account. I'm in mean, this bank. You don't even have an account. I still want my billion dollars. And she's pushing the panic button. Here comes swatting the FBI. I'm being disrespected because she didn't acknowledge me as a billionaire and give me my money. I'm being disrespected by you people getting ready to Act my ass and take me to a psychiatric hospital because you think I'm crazy because I asked for my billion dollars. I'm being discriminated against because They wouldn't give me a billion dollars in that bank because I told them I was a billionaire. You see how that argument can flow? It makes sense to a person. It may not make sense to a a lot of other people that are logical, right? You see, that's the problem with that argument. So, what happens? She feels disenfranchised because she made a philosophical change in her life. That impacts the way she's going to live her life. Which impacts the way she's going to be serviced. For what she wants with the Brazilian wax. And that put the esthetician. In an awkward position. Anytime. You have taken up all the wipes in the facility. To wipe your ass. That should tell you something. Fellas. Speaking of this. Let me tell you something else too. Keep wipes in your car. Women. Who don't wear panties sometimes. You may need them. Let me give you two examples of what I went through once. A lady I was dating out of East L.A. Fine-ass Latina. High heels. Nice silk dress. Only one problem. She had the perfume on that white diamond. Perfume. I could smell her butt. She had just taken a shit before she got in the car. Didn't have any underwear on. And everywhere she sat smelled like butt. So I handed her a few pipes. She got offended. And I said, smell the seat. And she smelled it, she sniffed it. Oh my God. She was embarrassed. Went to dinner, took her home. She didn't say a word the whole time. She was so embarrassed. It wasn't to embarrass her, it was to make her aware. And I tried to explain that to her. But she was too embarrassed. Another lady, once again, took this lady out as a friend, based on the recommendation of another. This woman got in my car, and there's a certain odor that you know when a person's had sex, because you can still smell the old semen inside of them. Her pussy was like a trumpet. There she was letting everybody know. I tried to be cordial. I rolled down the windows. Oh, it's kind of chilly. The damn air freshener thing I had in the car, he was like, help me man, help me please, I'm dying. Opened up the sunroof. Get you close the sunroof? And finally I had to pull the car over and I said, you mean to tell me you don't smell that? Smell what? She thought it was normal. Well, you know, you could just take me home. Well, oh, I turned the car around and took her ass home. She gets out of the car. Two droplets on the seat. First thing I did, wiped off the seat took my ass to one of the convenience stores and you know folks in LA, they had these mom and pop convenience stores and everything in that place got dust on it because it's been sitting up so long. I paid $3.00 and something for some damn air freshener, late air freshener. I sprayed the shit out of my car. I sprayed like I was spraying for mosquitoes. That pussy smell lingered around for the longest when she got in the car it smelled like the Gordon's Fisherman in that bitch I thought I was near the ocean and we were in Diamond Bar and I'm sitting there and I'm like I know damn well I'm not near home because I lived in Santa Monica at the time I'm like I know damn well hell no there are no fish markets around I called this mutual friend that set us up and told her what happened she said, oh my God, so he's still living with her. She hadn't left him yet. I'm like, living with her? Yeah, well her ex got out of jail and I guess they're still sleeping together. I said, so you're going to send me on a bullshit date like that? Well, she said she wanted to go out with somebody. I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Nope. And I realized at that point, I had to raise my aim as far as aiming for a better woman. Because that right there was some bullshit. So, understand people will think certain situations are normal when they make those changes. They've thought about it. You haven't as the person that's going to be exposed to those changes. And how how are you going to benefit from those changes? Sometimes you won't. <clears throat> that esthetician, she wasn't going to benefit from that but she thought that the relationship was going to weather the storm and people think this a lot when they change their gender people think this a lot when they do things in relationships such as change up certain things and they think they're going to be accepted the same way they were initially no you're not how many times have you seen companies come out with a product and put it on the market to test market it and then it doesn't do shit And they take it off the market quickly. They made a change. It wasn't accepted. And so they couldn't go in people's houses and make them buy the product. They took it off the market. You look at Dr. Pepper, that cream uh, strawberry soda. I'm sure they didn't expect that to go nowhere initially. That thing's flying off the shelves. It's almost $9 for a 12-pack. They can barely keep it in a stop. Reason why I know, <laughs> I got plenty of it sitting here. And I will tell you, it's one of those things where if you're going to be impacted by the way someone reacts to your change, that means you didn't make the change for yourself. You made it for others because see, when you make a change you usually make it for yourself and when you make that change you accept the consequences that go with it okay I know I'm going to be discriminated against a lot more let me give you an example there was a gentleman that met his wife who had written into the show met his wife on Adult Friend Finder meet market site and she was going around ...telling everybody they met on Match. Well, he told the truth. They met on friend Finder. And guess what happened? They lost a lot of mutual friends because of that. But what was he doing? He was being honest. And this is something that people don't want to face. Because we're so conditioned... ...to try to please and appease others... That when we make decisions for ourselves, we get upset when they don't accept the changes we've made. When I started this podcast, I lost a lot of friends. People that won't speak to me to this day. Not because I did anything to them. Because they were afraid that I was going to reveal things about them. Of course not. I don't reveal anything on this show unless I have consulted someone, the person that was involved. If they give me a nay, it doesn't go on. i go to another topic and talk about something else. And that's the thing. These people were so afraid that I was going to, quote unquote, expose them. Unexpose them. They have private lives. I got other shit to do than to probe their lives when I talk to them about things hey remember when we did so? -so? oh yeah I remember that hey would it be okay if I talk about this yeah but don't use my name or don't do this okay that's cool that's where we go with it it's how you treat people that's what it comes down to but you're going to be treated differently if you make changes in life you hit the lottery, then all of a sudden, you miss the big shot. And that person that used to hate your guts, now softening up, trying to be as nice to you as possible. Uh, you know that's still the same person, right? You know they really haven't changed. Let them get broke again after you've given them some money and see. So this is something you have to understand. And please understand it in relationships sometime. Because the person you get into the relationship with may not be the person that you're in the relationship with. Oh, you changed. No, they haven't changed. That's the way they were. They had just concealed that portion of them until they got to sure footing in it. Now they could be themselves. You know, fellas, the lady that you meet that wears the high heels and a cocktail dress, and then when you come over when she invites you to dinner... She looks like mom. She's not looking like that hot number that you were getting ready to screw the night you met her. That type of situation. She looks very homely. That's what happens. And if you can accept those changes, all well to the good. If you cannot. But here's the thing. If you made changes, don't expect everyone to give you kudos. If it's contingent on the way people like you, unless you're marketing a product or something like that, fuck em. Be you. Look, there are people that inundate me all the time about this show, about topics I should talk about, how I should make it more religious, how I should make it more positive and upbeat. And the first question I ask them, why aren't you doing it? Well, uh, uh-uh, I don't know, well, uh, uh-uh. uh, do the work your damn self. If you want a positive upbeat podcast Go do it your damn self That's where the criticism stops I told you The one thing you got to remember with work In general Is so that they can go and Work and finish So they don't do shit That's with anything You build a building What does that construction crew want to do They want to finish building that building So they can take a break And do whatever else they need to do. What do you do in that whole cycle of work throughout your life? Get to the point of retiring so you don't have to do shit. So let's see. along the way you get envious of people who retire early, you get envious of people who are on disability because you think they're skating and they got it easy and you haven't walked in any of those people's shoes so you don't understand. But it kind of gives you that motivation where I'm doing better than they are until you slip, fall, or something happens with you. Now, another thing too. With this victimhood thing. There was a guy that was on uh, one of the podcasts. And he was bragging about the fact that he had worked for 22 companies. And he successfully sued all 22 of them. And he goes into a company to work with them with the deliberate intention of selling the company. And what would he do? Go into the break room, overhear women talking about salacious encounters. Then he'll go to HR, complain, and get documented. Then afterwards, they haven't done anything about it. People are still talking. He goes to EOE and eventually they get a case he gets paid he's done this multiple times with multiple companies 10, 20, 30 40,000 dollars at a time sometimes I want you to think about this for a moment. unethical as hell but it's a hustle and as he made that change he was talking about how he lost so many friends along the way people that didn't want to be associated with him and he felt like the victim. He's his own worst enemy. And this is what you run into with people sometimes. people make changes for different reasons. But usually it centers around them not liking the situation they're in. And mainly, a lot of times, not liking themselves. Like the lady who did all the skin bleach. She didn't like who she was. And we would like to say self-hater. Let me tell you something about self-hate, folks. A self-hater is not a person who dates interracially. This sounds stupid. Remember the word self? Well, every black person can't be represented in one person. So you can't say self-hater. It's stupid. Instead, a person like this lady that I went out with didn't like herself for who she was she wanted to be something other because she'd been treated poorly being who she was because of her skin color it was an inferiority complex and when people are fighting that oh they're going to become the biggest advocate they're going to be the people that are going to make the biggest show they're going to be that person You know, a transgender woman sent an email in a few weeks ago wanting to know why men were not attracted to her. Well, she was flamboyant over the top. Pink hair. Everything's exaggerated. And I told the person the truth. You don't look like a woman, you look like a caricature. He looked like a cartoon character that nobody would want to be around. I said, if you notice, most women are not over the top. That's the reason why they're more successful than you would be. And that's why some people had a problem. I did all this. And That should be accepted. Now, another thing that we have to realize with this lady with the white you notice what she said about her going against her doctrine to wipe. As if she did this woman a favor to wipe her own ass. Think about it for a moment, folks. We've gotten to the point that we're doing people favors just to take care of our damn selves. That speaks volumes. One a moment.
0: We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, AudioMac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor, or any of its affiliates.
3: The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor, or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. Available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show.
0: Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver.
3: Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.